Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Rootspace Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull off a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook, Pre-Arb Excellence Group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, Chickens and Cease. And ask me questions if I was confusing. Back, oh, I don't know. When I go back in time and guess when something was, I could be completely wrong. I could be completely wrong because my sense of history is completely wrong when I don't do any research on a topic before I talk about it. But as I was starting the podcast, I came up with what my intro for this podcast would be. And... I really don't have a time frame. I don't have an exact time frame, but I'll be close when I say about 10 or 15 years ago, Vince Carter, NBA player, had a reputation for being the best player in the league who would almost always make the playoffs and always get eliminated in the first round. Back then, the first round was five games. And his team would not win the first round of the playoffs. Finally, 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 his team won game five. And he was ecstatic in the locker room postgame because they had won the series. Somebody had to break it to him. Uh, Vince, they changed the rules. It's now seven games. The first round is now seven games, not five. And yes, you guessed it, Vince Carter's team, whoever that was that year, lost the next two games. So he still didn't get to advance. He thought he did, but he didn't. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. Back in 2017... The Cubs made a trade which people have panned, completely panned, as being the worstest trade in Cubs history. Worse than the Bill Madlock trade, worse than the Lou Brock trade, worse than the Oscar Gamble trade, worse than any of those. The Cubs traded four prospects, including Eloy Jimenez, and Dylan Cease for Jose Quintana. And frankly, the trade didn't work out as hoped. The trade did not work out as hoped. Quintana was rather good in 2017. I could make a rather good argument for, but for a single rainout, the Cubs very possibly could have reached the World Series. But there was a rainout. Game four was rained out. And because game four was rained out, <coughs> game four <coughs> was delayed until the next day when the Washington Nationals pitched a better pitcher. Washington won that game, then ended up losing game five. And the Cubs advanced to the LCS. But their bullpen was totally racked. Their bullpen was totally shredded because they had done everything possible to win games four and five. 
They did, made it to the LCS, and they were rather quickly dispatched by the Dodgers. Since Quintana did not do much after 2017, and since the Cubs didn't do much after 2017, many people like to consider the Jose Quintana trade to be a terrible trade. I'm going to roll back to a popular concept of mine. And actually, this week, it's really playing quite heavily. Not specifically the trade, but the premise of the five-minute rule. The five-minute rule, I've talked about it before. I'll talk about it again, presumably. If there is a transaction, if there is an acquisition, if the Cubs claim someone on waivers, do all the research you need to do. All the research you need to do. Maybe it'll take five minutes. Maybe it'll take half an hour. Maybe it'll take two days. But do all the research you need to do right now on the available information right now and assess what you think. Assess what you think at the time. <coughs> assess what you think at the time. For instance, if you would go back in time to when Jose Quintana was acquired, what information should have been being based on was how did Jose Quintana do with the White Sox? That was what should have been important for Quintana's production. How did he do with the White Sox? How he was going to potentially, maybe, perhaps, do with a team that he hadn't been with yet? We didn't know that. We th There was no way of knowing, realistically, how Jose Quintana was going to do with the Cubs. You might guess he would do possibly along the lines of how he had done with the White Sox, or you might think he'd do a little bit better, or you might think he might do a little bit worse, or whatever, 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 which is why the five-minute rule is so important. You go on paper, on podcast, on whatever, and say, this is what I think will result from the trade. You go day of the trade and say, this is my stance. Day of. Don't wait six weeks. Don't wait six months. Don't wait six years. Make your assessment. This is what I will think will happen from that trade. Do that immediately. Five minutes of homework, half an hour of homework, two hours, two days of homework. But do it right away. Don't do the chicken stuff thing and wait four years. Oh, I waited four years and this guy didn't do it. Well, what, what did you think four hours after? What did you think four hours after? What did you write down? That's the important thing, your initial reaction. If your initial reaction was, hey, I think Jose Quintana will probably be a pretty good pitcher for the Cubs. And then Jose Quintana ends up being not so good. You know what that means? You were wrong. If you came out immediately and said, you know, I really don't think Jose Quintana is going to do any good with the Cubs. I think he's going to do horrible. And you go line by line and quote his innings, his strikeouts, his ERA, his whip, his everything for every single season. And you're real close on all of them. Then people would say, wow, you actually had a pretty good crystal ball on Jose Quintana. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. People like to criticize the Quintana trade, which is fine, I guess, 
if you were on record in advance of Quintana's Cubs career and said, you know, he's not really going to do anything. He's going to be bad. The Cubs fans are going to want him gone before he's gone. Then you would have been correct. But if you if you are generally correct, I'm interested in your opinions. If you are generally wrong, I don't care. Overnight, I was talking about making stupid wagers, making stupid wagers that nobody's ever going to take you up on. Nobody's ever going to take you up on them. Um, hmm. I was talking about Jed Hoyer's trade history. Jed Hoyer's trade history. Now, if you know anything about Jed Hoyer's trade history, maybe you do, maybe you don't. His first trade was trading Major Leaguer Hugh Darvish and Major Leaguer Victor Caratini for Major Leaguer uh, Zach Davies and four minor leaguers who had never played a game of full season ball in their lives. To me, that says Jad Hoyer is leaning toward looking toward younger players. That's what it says to me. You know, maybe it was an outlier, maybe it wasn't. Okay, so a little bit later, Cubs trade um, Jack Peterson to the soon-to-be world champion Atlanta Braves, and in exchange, they get back minor leaguer Bryce Ball, who's not on the 40-man roster. They trade away Ryan Tapera to the White Sox for Bailey Horn, who's not on the 40-man roster. <coughs> They trade Javier Baez and Trevor Williams, who are both on the 40-man roster, to the New York Mets for Pete Crow Armstrong, who's not on the 40-man roster. You start to notice a trend there. Major league player for minor league player. Major league player and major league player for minor league player. Major league player and major league player for a major league player and four kids. You start to sense a trend there. I was talking about a potential trade with a Yankees fan. Is the Yankees fan smart? Is the Yankees fan um, misguided? Is the, I, I, I don't know, whatever. I, I don't really know him very well. I was commenting how I think the Cubs, if they were going to trade Wilson Contreras to the Yankees, would probably want players who are in the minor league system and are not on the 40-man roster yet. That would be their lean. What they would probably do if the Cubs decide we are going to, they, they take out the, um, oh, what, what, I, I got I to gotta come up with a term for this. I got to come up with the um, MLB general managers, executive um, online trade board or something like that. The online trade board, Jed Hoyer posts, we're trying to trade Wilson Contreras, send us your best prospect laden offer easy article easy you know easy posting on the executive trade board this guy's on the trade list if anybody wants to trade for him you're certainly welcome to submit you can submit anything you want but unless you send us something that we are willing to accept we're not going to accept it and for us to accept it it's going to have to be prospect laden at least that's what i think it would be you know hey maybe Maybe it would be, uh, oh, Luke Voigt for Wilson Contreras. Yeah, that'll work as long as you throw in Gary Sanchez. No, I don't think that would do it. I don't think that would do it. I think Jed Hoyer would be prioritizing young players who are not yet on the 40-man roster. Might they possibly go one veteran, 
uh, one player who is on the 40-man roster and two or three prospects. Oh, they might if that's the best offer they can get. But there are 29 teams in the league, and there's probably at least, oh, 10 or 12 that would be interested in adding Wilson Contreras for one reason or another. And if they are looking for the best offer, and the best offer will be prospect-laden, then that's what they'll probably be seeking. Okay, if there is a history of something, follow that history. The Quintana for Cease trade, which was actually Jose Quintana for Dylan Cease, Eloy Jimenez, Matt Rose, and, oh, who was, what's the infielder's name? I'm not remembering his name right now. Shortstop, uh, oh, not female machine. Um, I, I might think of it here soon. But it, it was a guy who, shortly after acquired by uh, the White Sox, was no longer in major league baseball, uh, minor league baseball. Um, actually, the White Sox could have ended up taking David Bodie had they wanted to. David Bodie was probably rated lower than the infield, the other infielder that they took. But um, so the trade is made in 2017. Trade is made in 2017. Starting the clock right then, right then, right then, right then, right then. Which teams have more postseason series wins since then between the Cubs and the Sox? Which team has the most wins of series in the postseason between the Cubs and the Sox? The Cubs won the one against the Nationals, and the White Sox in 2020 won one game, and in 2021, did they win one game or none? Honestly, I can't even remember. There was, uh, I think they won, yeah, I think they... Somebody beat Houston. Somebody won a game against Houston. I can't remember which pitcher it was. Maybe it's Dylan Cease. But, um, yeah, the White Sox have not done anything in the postseason. Now, somebody could say, well, they, they ran up against a tough Houston team, and they ran up against a good Oakland team, and they ran up against, you know. The reality is the White Sox, who had been lauded as the White Sox absolutely crushed in that trade. Well, maybe they will, maybe they won't, but they haven't won jack yet. They haven't won anything as far as series. They have not won a series to get to the LCS. They have <laughs> they haven't done anything. Now, you can say that the White Sox won the trade anyway. Yeah, you can say that. But the White Sox haven't done anything yet. They just haven't done anything yet. And now there are a whole lot more playoff teams, a whole lot more playoff rounds, a whole lot more playoff expectation than there was back, oh, umpteen years ago when only two or four or six teams were making it to the playoffs. It's a whole lot harder. It, it was a whole lot harder back in, you know, 1972 to win a postseason series than it is now. Because right now, there are so many series that have to be won by uh, somebody. Somebody's got to win them. You get, you know, 
team that all of a sudden runs out of pitching and all of a sudden, you know, half their outfielders are hurt, whatever, whatever. Today, today, today it came out. Dylan Cease is changing his agency to the Scott Boris agency. Scott Boris is rather well known for not having his players sign extensions. They just don't. Because if you're playing, uh, if you're paying Scott Boris, if you're getting paid by, uh, try that again. If Scott Boris is representing you, you are probably a very good baseball player. You're probably not going to be very beggarish when it comes to hitting free agency. And Dylan Cease throws hard enough, plays well enough, had a good enough season this year. He's probably not going to, he won't be a um, Super 2 this year. He still has four more seasons before he's a free agent. But at some point, if the White Sox are going to cash in on Dylan Cease, they might want to do it. At some point, they might want to do it because the presumption was as badly, as badly as the Chicago market claimed the White Sox abused the Cubs on the Eloy Jimenez trade. The White Sox haven't done a thing yet. They haven't done a thing yet. Jimenez and Cease are both very useful, very valuable players on a very good White Sox team. But for anything to matter, at some point, the White Sox have to win. Otherwise, there's going to be a whole lot of people saying on one side, yeah, the Cubs lost that Jimenez trade because Jose Quintana sucked. And then there's going to be just as many people bouncing right back. Well, the White Sox haven't done darn thing yet since they made the trade either. Yes, they got better, but that doesn't necessarily have doesn't necessarily reflect all that much back on the trade because with Cease, with Jimenez, what has been accomplished now is two postseason series, two wins in the postseason. That's it. That's all. If the Sox do push on through to the LCS a couple of times and the World Series a couple of times and win a World Series with Cease and Jimenez, then it's perfectly legitimate, perfectly fine for White Sox fans to spike the ball regarding how totally and completely they dominated that trade. As of now, Cubs have won one series. The White Sox have won zero series. I really don't like the premise of talking about winning the trade. Winning the trade seems to be, uh, oh, let's say we're talking about you're in sixth grade and you're using second grade language because you haven't advanced beyond second ground language, winning the trade is completely incidental. Completely Winning the trade is meaningless. Winning the trade is pointless. 
What's important is improving the organization. Winning the trade, losing the trade is incidental. For instance, when the Cubs traded for Anderson Espinoza, they traded away <laughs> um, I this is horrible. I've even forgotten the the bloke's name, and I'm even talking like I'm a um, Brit. The Cubs traded away Jake Marisnik to the Padres to get pitching prospect Anderson Espinoza, to which some of you are getting ready to say, "But Anderson Espinoza hasn't done anything with the Cubs, and the Cubs haven't done anything since Anderson Espinoza came to the." The, the Cubs in the trade and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. The Cubs haven't done anything. However, the Padres, who traded a prospect in Anderson Espinosa to get Jake Marisnik, the Padres completely, completely fell apart shortly after the trade. Not because of Marisnik, but because they fell apart. And Marisnik is now a free agent. Jake Marisnik is no longer a San Diego Padre. He is a free agent. The entire sum total of the value Jake Marisnik provided for the San Diego Padres in his entirety of time with the San Diego Padres was like, what, six hits and three RBIs? Something like that. He, he had a horrible portion of a season with San Diego and helped them not at all. So, if we're comparing on the Quintana um, uh, spectrum, since the trade, the Cubs played about as well as San Diego. Possibly, I, I should actually look that up. Who, which team did better since the, the last two months of the year, San Diego or the Cubs? I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was probably pretty close. Probably pretty close, except probably the Cubs did better. I should look that up. Um and Jake Marisnik is gone. He is no longer... Now, he might re-sign with San Diego. Maybe yeah, maybe nah. But Jake Marisnik has provided the San Diego Padres every single little bit of value he was going to provide them on, the, on his San Diego Padres contract. And it didn't help any. It didn't help a thing. It didn't work a bit. The San Diego Padres did absolutely nothing with Jake Marisnik. The Cubs... Still have Anderson Espinosa. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with Anderson Espinosa. He's a pitcher. He could get hurt. He could do fairly well. He could get traded. He could do any of seven or eight or 10 or 15 different things. One thing I do know, though, is Jake Marisnik is no longer with the San Diego Padres. Jake Marisnik provided no value at all for the San Diego Padres. Don't count your chickens until they hatch. Don't count your chickens until they hatch. Jake Marisnik is done. He is finished with being with, Saint, with, with San Diego. Javier Baez is done. He is finished with being with the Mets. Or at least he was until he signed his free agent deal. You assess things on entireties on entireties and it's also best if you look at things immediately 
and then look at them later. Look at things immediately, then revisit them later. Waiting four years or six years to decide, hey, what do I think I'm going to decide on this trade is hack garbage. The Cubs' trades did exactly what they wanted. The White Sox trade with Jose Quintana did exactly what the White Sox trade wanted, what the White Sox wanted with that trade. When you are acquiring longer-term talent, your goal is to acquire the best longer-term talent. When you're trying to win a division, you're trying to make trades to win a division. If you can make a trade to win a division without giving up any quality in return, all the better. If you end up giving, quali giving up quality in return, then so be it. The Cubs back in 1984 traded Joe Carter, among others, to get Rick Sutcliffe, among others. It almost worked. It didn't, but it almost did. It made sense. It didn't get them to the World Series, but it did make sense. When the Cubs traded Jose Quintana to the White Sox, yeah, they gave more than they probably should have. Yeah, they gave more than they probably should have. But the only way your opinion on the Quintana for Cease Jimenez, Matt Rose, and boy, I'm just... Ah, I, I'm ashamed at myself for not remembering the fourth player's name. Um, assess it right away. When something happens, assess it right away and go totally public. When people decide... This is my official stance on something. This is my official stance on something. Hold to it forever. And when you're wrong, admit to it. When you're wrong, admit to it. For a long time, for a very long time, quite a few NFL fans enjoyed ridiculing Matthew Stafford, who was the Detroit Lions quarterback for a long period of Detroit Lions futility. Man, Matthew Stafford sucks. He's terrible. He's a shitty quarterback. Well, last night he was pretty good. You know what the difference was? He was on a good team. I'm, I'm still waiting for my Twitter feed to start having posts of people saying, I criticized Matthew Stafford when he was with a bad team, but now when he's with a good team, he's suddenly good. How the heck did that happen? I must be an idiot. Waiting for those tweets. I'm waiting for those tweets. They haven't shown up on my timeline yet. Maybe they, maybe they will in the morning. I don't know. If you make an assessment, make it for the long term. And if you're wrong, admit to it. If you're just doing a short-term hot take and you don't care about the future... I don't care about your prediction. I'd been talking about stupid bets. I'd been talking about stupid bets. And one of the bets that I was talking about when talking about that Yankees-Contreras trade, which isn't going to happen because the Yankees aren't going to want to trade what the Cubs are interested in trading for, I was talking about how I'd be willing to bet my spleen that if the Cubs make a trade involving Contreras. The key will be the prospect coming back. The prospect that presumably isn't on the 40-man roster yet. The person who I was talking about the Yankees trade with 
said, hey, but wait a minute. I, I, I'm offering this guy who's on the 40-man roster and this guy who's on the 40-man roster, and they're both really good. You, you should appreciate that trade. I said, I'm going off of history. I'm going off of Jed Hoyer's history. He is going to want prospects. He might want a veteran. But he's going to want prospects, and the key to the trade will be the veteran, will be the prospects, not the veterans. I'm willing to bet my spleen on it. Why do you want to bet your spleen? Because I'm confident, and you're not going to take me up on it. You're not going to take me up on it. And he didn't. He didn't. Um, I'm also willing to bet my spleen on the sun rising in the east as opposed to the west in the morning. I'm willing to bet my spleen on that. If you are acting like I have a little hunchy hunch that the insert team here is going to do insert result here, and you're not willing to bet anything of any vital importance, I probably don't care about your opinion. If you are willing to, here is my thought, and if I am wrong, I am willing to something rash, something rash, whatever it is. Then I'm interested in your. Uh, then I'm interested in your opinion. I, I'll consider it then. But if you're just saying, "Oh man, I'll bet uh, three M- three red M and M's on this," I don't care about your opinion. I'm totally confident that the Cubs will win 87 games this year. I'm not. What are you willing to wager? Well, I'm not really willing to wager anything. Oh, okay. So you're just guessing. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. Dylan Cease has value. I haven't even talked about Eloy Jimenez today. He also has value. The White Sox made a very good trade in 2017 involving Jose Quintana. Until Cease and or Jimenez are in part responsible for some level of success in the postseason for the White Sox. The Cubs really didn't get taken in that trade nearly as badly as everybody wants you to believe because actually the Cubs have won a series since the trade has happened. And the White Sox have not. Thanks for stopping by. I'll have another podcast up soon.